Are you a literature lover? Are you tired of reading literature that does not resonate with our time? Do you have questions about literature? If so, welcome to the podcast My Two Cents Worth with Odilia Wakesho Mombori, the platform that discusses literature in relation to our times. I am uniquely Kenyan and relevantly African, hence my focus African literature. This is a series on the contemporary African male literary writing, rekindling the boy-child conversation, part one. Please listen till the end. You will definitely have food for thought. Let us sell in. <clears throat> As the late Professor Femi Ojo Ade puts it, and I quote, African literature is male-centered, male-oriented, and a chauvinistic art. End quote. What an assertion. It is actually not at all baffling to see that most African literature has been written by men, and that most critics of African literature are men as well. Okay. Contextually, the traditional African male literary writing strongly presents the male gender as society's superheroes by belittling and confining the African woman in the domestic space and in need of visibility, especially in the stereotypical narratives of being purely an image of motherhood or a figure of male fulfillment, or rather, a mere definition of a sex object. Many, if not all, male writers were quick to present female characters as housewives, mothers, but the worst case, as hoes. Such writers include Ngogiwa Thiongo's Petal of Blood, The Daughters of Eve in Wollenshenker's The Trial of Brother Jero and the Interpreters, Chinua Achebe's Things Fall Apart, Major Mwangi's Going Down the River Road, and Equency's Jaguar Nana, just to mention a few. No wonder the women's history did not gain acceptability as an academic discipline until the late 1960s. Thank God to the new era, and mostly to a supreme trail blazes, female writers who literally emerged to fight with all their literariness to pave way for us. Some of the literary pieces include Ama Ataido's The Girl Who Can, a collection of short stories that elevate women's lives to an intellectual level in challenging the patriarchal dominance. Michele Mugu's My Mother's Poems, a collection of poems that bring to play resistance through the female voices. Mariam Abba's Salonga Letter and Scarlet Song that feature the astute conditions of women and the downside of polygamy. Gressel Gott, the first woman to be published by the East African Publishing House, by the way, in her novel The Promised Land, 
the satirically unfolds the concept of the ideal African wife, obedient and submissive to her husband, her family, and community-oriented. And by the way, a woman who has no, no materialistic goals at all. Oh gosh. Bucci imitates the joys of motherhood that ironically expresses the happiness that comes with being a mother alongside the painful patriarchal experience. Margaret Ogola's The River and the Source that explores the four generations of Kenyan women, a book that won the 1995 Commonwealth Writers' Prize for Best First Book in the African Region. Nadine Godemos, the South African Nobel Literature Prize, The Bugger's Daughter, that uncovers a young woman's struggle to find her self-identity. And of course, many more books written by our renowned female writers. An applause to them, actually. It is from then henceforth that the female gender assertively raised and surpassed all the set norms to seek empowerment and redefining the African woman. This is an, an ongoing discourse up to now. Hmm. The ongoing discourse resulted in the contemporary African male literary writing taking its sweet time by disappearing for a while of course, we all know that, and resurfacing only to debunk the classic patriarchal beliefs by creating a new voice that cries out to these very women to be considerate about the male child in their quest for empowerment. What a twist of events, right? Of course, let us not be naive as there are still some male naysayers from the older generation who think otherwise and have fully vouched to ride or die with treating women as nothing more than second by tarnishing every single achievement or success put forth by women. Woe unto them. Anyway, here we are. Allow me to try and make us understand the upcoming contemporary African male literary writing. I am conversant that prefatory controversies may arise. Notwithstanding, my dear literature lovers, I appeal to a deconstructive reading of traditional African male writing in relation to the contemporary male writing in the texts in focus as we go on with the series. This is actually a plea for us to lend an ear to this fresh voice that is carefully distilled in seeking to rekindle the boy-child conversation in our today's society. Hashtag, let's talk about the men. Get tuned in in the next episode. That's all I have for you today. Kindly subscribe and share this podcast with your family and friends. See you when you see me. Bye.